What is up, everybody? It is I, your favorite Anger American, along with our usual cast of suspects, Mr. Bob Toos, Mount Readiness, Henry Morgan Stern with Prime Combat Training and Sue LaRue and Tactical Rifleman, and Sue LaRue of Tactical Rifleman. And our special guest tonight is Mr. Joe Dolio of Tactical Wisdom. What's up, Joe? Hey, not much. Uh, same stuff, different day. So and indeed, every day seems like Groundhog Day. Every day. It's getting redonkulous. Um, it's getting right. I don't like to look at the news no more, you know. Uh, really, it's sad. It, it yeah. worse every day. It's a, yeah, every day. It's like, what else? What can it be today? What else is there going to be? You know, oh, we got Alpha Charlie concepts in the house tonight, too. Look at that. All right. The bad part um, about the news thing is that it's getting so bad that it's unbearable to watch the news. But at the same time, it's so bad that if you don't watch the news, you have no idea what's uh, around the corner. And that's, uh, that's no good. Yeah. You're just getting caught uh, with your shorts down, you know, that's not good. So um, as usual, guys, we're going to do a little giveaway tonight. Um, let me find my thingy for it. It's here someplace. Uh, hmm, somewhere. Actually, I'm going to, Russ, throw that the, the hashtag. There we go. Thank you. That's it. I don't even know where the hell that lives. Uh, so tonight's giveaway is hashtag fieldcraft. So put hashtag fieldcraft in your comment. And later in the evening here, we'll do a random draw. And the computer does it, not one of us, for a copy of Joe's book, his second book, Fieldcraft. So let's show it. Yeah, let's put Joe up there and show that real quick. Where do you, There we go. That one right there. So Fieldcraft, second book in the series. Uh about outdoor skills and uh, secure camping and all that kind of stuff. So we'll send you an autographed copy. Cool stuff. Yeah. There we go. So hashtag Fieldcraft, guys. And then you're entered to uh, in the drawing. And we'll give one away here in a little bit. So, Joe, what have you been up to lately, man? What do you uh, what do you had going on? What's going on in your neck of well, the woods? I, uh, I spent some time hanging out with my, uh, my usual partner in thought crime, uh, NC Scout down there at his last RTO course. It's always awesome to see newly uh, newly interested people and preparedness get out there and build their own antenna and then make a long-range contact. And just the look on their faces and and the, the amazement they have at what they can do with, with cheap, off-the-shelf equipment. Uh, you don't need the high-tech stuff. So spending a lot of time doing that. And uh, we actually just did a get-together with a bunch of fans of the Future Conflict show in Louisville. Yeah, I wish I could have made that. I really wanted to be there, but it wasn't possible. Yeah, schedules sometimes are tough, but uh, we had a great time. Much people came out, had lunch with us, and we did kind of a live version of the show, and a good time was had by all. So, same awesome. stuff. Yeah, he's definitely a thought criminal, but then everybody here is too. So Everyone here you know. is, yeah. And see, guys, Joe is a ham radio operator. T, do you have your ham license? Supposed to be uh, studying for that. Come October, studying being the keyword. Uh huh. Supposed to be being the keyword. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mel. Yeah. Mel's going to beat me out. I think is what's going to happen. Mel. Yeah. Mel's going to get it first. We'll see. We'll see. Emery, do you have your hand license? I do not. It's actually something Sue and I have been discussing a bunch lately. All right. It's not just me then. I'm good. All right. No, but see, here's the thing. Uh, you know, Sue being one of my best friends is. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, he, he's an 18 Echo. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing this publicly, Sue. Uh, he's an 18 <laughs> Echo, which means he was trained as I a I was going anyway, so go for it. And uh, um, ask him what he knows. Just ask him what he knows. Come on, Chris. T, ask him. At hey, yeah, Sue. Sue's, you know a, Sue's a radio uh, guy. He's a team radio guy. You know? I'd have to do a retest in Morse code. but uh, no. Uh, You'd have to do a retest on the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> When Emery asked me if I had my ham license, and I said, I got my hand license. He's like, no ham. I said, no hand. That's, that's, that's the story of my sex life. I, I, I do hand. I got a hand <laughs> license. He's got a ham license, and that's why. Hand license. Uh -huh. yeah, so. No, I do not have my ham radio operator's license. I did study a little bit in the Q course and everything. And uh, to be quite honest with you guys, I always thought communication was rather boring. But in this venue, now that we're looking at, uh, uh, I, of course, you know, I went to the Q course back in uh, the late 80s, early 90s. I never envisioned what social media is today. And mm -hmm. uh, 
all the disinformation and all the lack of information and the pure uh, disfactual information that's out there, it's almost like you, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get a ham license so I can actually hear about some real, uh, some real events and, and get some factual stuff uh, on the, on the networks and stuff like that. Matter of fact, uh, I don't know if you guys getting this, the, the epoch news, I, I'd like an opinion on that. Anybody, anybody out there know what this, this Epoch News offered? A, they said uh, you deserve the real news, and uh, they're offering. I've read a, a couple of these uh, now. And it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good information. Do you guys uh, see the Epoch News at all? I follow them online, but I don't get the newspaper. Yeah, I follow them online. So I'm online. Of course, I'm, I'm a big Forward Observer fan as well. Yeah, uh, they've got a lot of good stuff out there. They do. It's it's actually for the price. It's a fantastic subscription, Forward Observer. So, oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All Mike right. and Wes, those guys are doing a fantastic job. Uh, I've known Mike for years too. When he first got into it, I knew him, um, and he's he's come leaps and bounds in in the info they're putting out, which is exceptionally good information. So I highly recommend those guys. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the article that just one thing about the the Epic News there is that you know i've i've read a few other things i don't have a subscription or anything but you know i mean they they get out and they put a lot of stuff out and a lot of it strikes me as yeah absolutely i mean that seems fair seems legit but what i will say though that bugs me and it bugs me about pretty much everything today is that uh you know they market themselves as neutral just the news uh, let's be honest here guys it's anything but neutral right yeah, they're on the side we prefer, but they're not yeah. neutral, right? Just wanted That's to say that big you problem know, out there is, is out. there's no neutral news anywhere, right? You no. got to kind of find it yourself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, there's no such thing as journalism these days. That, that doesn't exist in the country. Everybody's a pundit for their preferred flavor, whatever that yep. be. So, yep. and that's yeah. the, and that's the problem. Like you, you know, which we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but with the stuff with Trump. And I, I don't want to talk about it as far as it applies to Trump, all these, these prosecutions and indictments and stuff, but more is how it's affecting the country and what it's doing. You know, I mean, we're in uncharted territory of banana Republic nonsense now at this point um, where they're just going to keep trying to prosecute this guy until they get him on one. But, but before we get into that, Emory, you had a question before we got started. Um, I do. I have, a, I have a topic I want to raise. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking about this for two reasons. One is specifically the panel we have on today and the mixture of, of people and, and brains. Um, and two, because I'm about to go. So I'm, I'm <laughs> desperate, right? Raised in Israel. Um, you know, spent a lot of time up in the mountains. Call, you know, I lived in Colorado, Montana, all that. One time in my life, I have been in the jungle and it was as a tourist. Well, I'm, I'm getting ready to go on a little jungle trip. And so I wanted to bring up here what gear in specifically in a military context, what gear do you guys think is this is necessary? And I'm raising this a because of interest. But like I said, also because I'm going to be making my Amazon list later tonight. So I'd write this one down, the EBNS. OK, it's called the expeditionary or, or something bed net system. And it's a small one-man tent. It folds up pretty small. You just throw it out, and it pops up. And it's a mosquito net that you sleep in. And it can be attached to a cot or staked to the ground. I, I wouldn't go in a jungle without it. So. Can you – is it the type of thing you could use if you're sleeping in a hammock? Because I don't think I'd be wanting to sleep on the ground. Mm, you can use it on a cot. I don't know that it will attach to a hammock. But you definitely need a bug net no matter what. If you're going to use a hammock, get a hammock uh, bug net for sure. Yeah, get an eagle, like an eagle nest outfitter, Emery, uh, yeah. with the bug net. And and I wouldn't get their rain fly because of the way they cut it. I like to have a 10 by 10 rain fly when I'm using a hammock mm -hmm, so you don't get one. rained on, you know. Um, and they have a bug net that fully encapsulates the eagle's nest outfitter tents or hammocks. And they're great. I use them because I live in Florida and I don't sleep on the ground in the summertime in Florida at all. Um, so I'll use a hammock and a bug net so I'm right the other thing i would recommend taking is a grail water filter g-r-a-y-l yeah. um it's kind of a it's a water bottle and filter 
you pull the sections apart and you fill the lower section and then you press the top section in. The filter is actually on the bottom of the top section and it forces the water through it. Um, and it will purify any water you come across and make it safe to drink. So for Love sure it. would do that. Love it. Um, yeah. The only other thing I could think of, let me just look this up real quick. I'm definitely bring an MSR stove with a lot of coffee. Yeah, I bet you are. A lot of coffee. Yeah, and the uh, the hammock thing, Emery, is uh, you're as tall as me, and uh, tall guys do not fit well in hammocks. It is it, a, it is it is not. It looks comfortable, but it's not a comfortable rest at all for a tall guy. I mean, uh, so if you're going to get a hammock, get one that's wide, so you can actually turn on your side and kind of get in a fetal position, bring your legs in because everything's going to come down. Mm -hmm. The concave, and you're going to be sleeping in the bottom. So you want you want that the middle section to be wide, so you can get your body in there. Because if you're trying to do legs way up here and head way up here, you're going to find that it's not a very it's not it's it's not a very restful sleep at all. You know, I I think Sue, that's going to turn into probably the best tip of the night because I've I've spent a bunch of nights in hammocks uh, in my earlier life, but it was up in the mountains, and all we had was these. You know those mesh, uh, those oh, mesh Jesus. ones. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, I learned some stuff the hard way, but you don't have that choice of fetal position in those. No, especially I cannot remember the. I can't remember the name of the hammock, but there's a hammock that they've got out. I was just looking at last month that stays rigid and flat uh, oh. when it's suspended. I'll see if I can find it. How terrible is it? Because we're talking military ops, right? Right. No, I get it. And that's the other, that's the other side, you know, how much weight is it, how big, you know, all this stuff. But, but um, as far as uh, the concept, somehow this thing stays rigid where you are not folded up into a, like a cocoon bent in half, uh, feet in position, ready to spoon. Yeah. <laughs> ready to spoon. <laughs> well, Sue's not coming with big me. Spoon, so little spoon, whichever one. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, tactical spooning is a thing. It's okay. As long as you're in combat, That's what they situation. say all naked and afraid. I, I don't know, you know. I mean, I'll tell you what: when you're in E and E and you're not allowed to have a fire, you don't really have much of another choice. It's either running or spooning. <laughs> it's either running or spooning. Yeah, that's why they call him your your battle buddy. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> at night you're gonna get real close with each other. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and here's a good point. That uh, John makes hammocks suck for being able to keep your weapon close at hand. Well, that's so, a good actually, point. Actually, they don't because but. I've done it. I've done it quite a bit. You're just gonna stick it down between your legs, you know, exactly. and uh, it'll live down there or off the side of you. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in a hammock actually up in the Carolinas with uh, spooning my rifle, my M4. So. Yeah, yeah, you and that, what what I like to do is just hang that hang that weapon right next to the tree where my hammock's tied, and I'll put the weapon in a sling right next to me there, so I can get out of the bug net and grab yeah. the weapon quickly. But it, it's it's it, it's not very close. Uh, the other thing I suggest is if you have a fire out there, is take the ashes out of that fire and put it wherever your feet come out of that hammock and where the the trees that your hammock's tied to. Spread ashes around there so ants don't come up there and get into your hammock. Uh, oh, that's having, great. Having uh, having ants in the hammock with you is no fun. You know? Well, treat mm. treat the whole sleep system with permethrin before you go, Emery. Like soak it in it. Put it put it in a garbage bag and spray a, a can of permethrin in there, and then just tie it up and leave it for a few days, and then take it out, hang it, let it dry, and that'll help for several days keep bugs away from your sleep kit. So I like it, Sue. Actually, you know exactly where i'm going we haven't discussed this yet but you know exactly where i'm going with our uh our yeah, it's, not it's not really jungle it's paradise it's not really jungle because there's no snakes yeah whatever but actually i just but, i uh, just we... found our hammock it is uh haven h-a-v-e-n eight uh lay flat hammocks so they haven't pulled up the specs, but prices aren't bad. Pretty cool little setup. So Henry, what, kind of, what, uh, what kind of combat ops are you doing in paradise? <laughs> in paradise, yeah. It is Hawaii. It is Hawaii. It is Hawaii. It's yeah. um, we're, we're actually doing yeah, we're doing we're teaching I've done courses. I've done a couple of tracking classes out there and I'll get I'll get uh uh Emory's got the picture on the phone somewhere, but uh, I got to 
I would take out and roll up my ranger panties and make a little, uh, a little, uh, oh, I don't know, green uh, cloth out of leaves and everything. And I would roll in the mud and everything. And I was like, uh, this is not the jungle. This isn't Panama. This isn't Colombia. You know, there's, there's no snakes out here. There's, there's, there's not many ants to, to speak of. And, uh, it's, a uh, it's a lot of grass and a lot of mosquitoes and things like that. But, uh, uh, Schofield barracks training, training facility or, or training area, uh, above Schofield barracks. It's very steep. It's uh, you're, you're going to you're going to get your butt wore out going up and down, up and down. But, uh, mm -hmm. It's, it's not it's not really some of the jungles that you'll see in the Philippines or down in Panama or something like that. There's no black palm. There's not a lot of thorns. There's no snakes at all in Hawaii. And uh, I don't and like hopefully the, the fire won't jump over onto that island and, and burn your ass off to the beach either. So, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. So Very what we're doing, uh, you know, I'll give a little bit, you know, I can't give too much info at this point, but. We have a good friend, uh, Peter Kerr. He's with uh, TTOS. It's Tactical Tracking Operations School. And they have been awesome enough. We've been talking about this for a couple of years. They're, uh, they're having me out there for a course. I'm going to teach a couple of sections. Um, and, uh, and they're going to show me the ropes. They're going to start teaching me all the stuff that I never knew that I didn't know. Nice, man. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. So... Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll have the full report on your desk in a few weeks. Now that I know what you're doing, I don't feel bad for you at all. You uh, no. Well, you no. don't have to feel bad for me now. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm saying now that I've heard that, I don't feel bad for you at all. I, you know, the worst part about it, back is my chiropractor, though. Mm -hmm. The worst yeah. part about it is uh, em Emery and I don't have a lot of sky miles, and we're not we're not rich. We usually have to drive everywhere. So when we go to some place like Hawaii. We get the middle seat in coach, so that's <laughs> that's probably the most painful part of the trip is the F flight over there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. brutal. And, and that the second brutal. most painful part of the trip is I have to come right back here for a tactical rifleman uh, set of classes five days in a row, which means uh, which means I don't even get to stay there and and chase Howley girls. And I say uh, I know what that means. I'm specific. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, leave the locals alone, man. You got to go for the Howley girls. Exactly. Exactly. Shit. Well, let's uh, let's kind of go back to what I was talking about earlier. The, the thing I've been been doing some pondering on the last few days and, and reading the news is this uh, clearly established two-tier justice system in the country. And uh, what I really want, like I said, I don't, I'm not so interested in what it means for Trump or the election or anything, but what it means for, for all of us, you know, that we... We have a justice system now that has fully been weaponized. And if you're not carrying the company water, you know, you're a target. Um, yes, 300 yes. people have been arrested as a result of the riots of 2020. <clears throat> Over 1,100 people have been arrested as a result of January 6th. And this, the, the sentences that have been handed down between the two groups are so disproportionate that it's laughable. You know, uh, January 6th participants are getting federal prison time and most of the uh, 2020 um, people that were arrested were, were let go with that with nothing essentially um, most of the charges were dropped later nothing ever happened to them so we see that there's a clearly established uh, two-tier system in place now and if you are guilty of wrong think which now there's even speculation going around that 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 media personalities that kind of supported what was being done in dc on the six are also going to face prosecution i don't know if you guys have heard that but i mean they're going after the lawyers they're going after everybody so you know what does that really mean for us for for the citizens of the country who currently disagree with the current administration um you know and you could there now exists a real chance you could actually face jail time for what you think or say about them and I just wanted to get y'all's take on that. And if, and if you guys have even turned that over in your heads. I mean, oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've thought a lot about this. I mean, this really tears me up because uh, uh, like like T, I've been, in, you know, when I'm not in the serve, when I wasn't in the army, I was uh, usually doing construction and things like that. And what I found was that uh, uh, what what this what this prosecutor is doing uh, down in Fulton County, Georgia, is kind of mm -hmm. like the hall monitor 
telling, you know, the governor that you can't come to our school or you came to our school and I'm going to hold you in contempt for it. You know, I mean, this is ridiculous. And it goes across all agencies, especially at the federal level, but into the state and uh, and the local levels, even the county levels. You got these people who are using regulatory things to actually prosecute, you know, regular American citizens. And they they have power and they come in there and and they throw things around. I can remember one time I was just recently out in Moore County, North Carolina. I was actually holding some mules for a good friend of mine who uh, was going through a divorce. He didn't have the land and the land was in dispute with the divorce. So I say, I bring your mules over here. I got seven acres and I got the fencing and stuff like that. I had a a county... uh, a wildlife or a county wildlife officer come over and tell me I had to put a turnout for the mules. And I was like, those, those mules have never been under shade in their life. Those, those mules are fine. And he goes, you do what I say. Or, or and I said, bring back a statute and, I, and I'll, I'll follow it. He brought, he tried to bring me back something that was basically from, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, kind of a, uh, it was, what, what do you call it? Uh, when a bunch of people get together, a homeowners agreement. It was a homeowners agreement, you know, a homeowners, homeowners association. association. Yeah. Yeah. He brought me back a rule out of a homeowners association. That's not. That's not a state law, and you can't. You can't. You can't hold me to that. I'm not. I'm not part of that homeowners agreement, uh, and homeowners association. And he says, "You do as I say, or I'll come back and I'll come get the mules. I'll confiscate the mules." And I'm looking at him like, "How can you do that?" But that, that must be exactly what Trump feels like. For a county prosecutor to hold us uh, to throw charges not only on president, uh, an acting president of the United States, but his advisors, 18 of them, and mm-hmm. want to try it all. And I see it as nothing more than uh, election interference. Notice this is a fourth indictment and that they're all they're all flim flam straight out of uh, places that where Trump did not win the election or come even close to winning the electoral votes in the, in that, in those districts. And every single one of them got together and they said, well, let's hold these in during the primary. I mean, if, if they had a problem with this and it had anything to do with January 6, why wasn't it brought up 24 months ago? That's I'll tell you, I was I, in the TCF center that election night and there was definitely here in Detroit, there was definitely fraud going on. But what the media is not reporting to everyone is that late last night, uh, the Fulton County prosecutor retracted the whole thing and said, the indictment's not done yet. That was a test we were running, and it accidentally got released. In other words, <laughs> in other words, the public opinion ate them alive, and they yeah. decided to walk it back. So wow. uh, what's funny, though, is that the media didn't cover that as crazily as they did when they said, Trump's been indicted again. Oh, oh, um, they, they never yeah. do. They, they, they never do. Let, let me uh, let's take a quick break, guys. I'm going to throw a promo in here, you know, uh, shameless plugs. Uh, let's get this out of the way real fast. We'll be right back. Russ, run that thing because I can't find it. I see it down there, but it's not working. Thankfully, we have the man behind the mirror and it'll help me out. Here. Firearms Depot with my good buddy, John Faulkner. This may look like, look like a little deja vu to some of you That's guys. Right. It's been a while since we've been on camera together. We made a couple videos. We made a couple. We made a couple videos couple together. Videos. Yeah. So. And, and you guys don't know, but we've got the glorious Nikki behind the camera again today. It's like old times. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So how's the firearms industry, man? It's, I mean, we, you stepped out of one. You're in a new thing now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Still the same thing. but Yeah, owner-operator of firearmsdepot.com. Uh, you guys hear me talk about it all the time. I have a... Fantastic crew. He does. That I've worked with for a long time here. And, um, you know, we've been doing absolutely amazing. And you have a whole other side of this operation that probably most people don't even know about. And that's the custom safes, vault rooms, all that stuff. Yeah. So own multiple multiple businesses, Firearms Depot being the, the largest. Yeah. Uh, but then I also have a company called TK422 Customs, where we make really high-end custom safes and vault rooms um, that... You know, we we travel all across America all installing the these things, yes. uh, and it's a super cool business. Um, I have an amazing crew, and that, you and you can work with the client, see what their vision is for yep. what they want, and then you bring a whole another level of stuff to that. With I mean, there's video screens, there's bars, and these things. Yeah, there's, there's everything in these vaults. Yeah, I mean, pretty much whatever you're looking for, we. We pretty much have one stop shop for all your uh, firearms and firearms related needs. That's right. Give them the website, John. Firearmsdepot.com. There you go, guys. 
hit the link, check it out, and uh, start saving some money on your gun stuff and, and support an awesome company. Appreciate it. Hmm. Strange. Nice. I love <laughs> That's a good friend of mine. Uh, he owns an awesome company. If you guys need gun-related stuff, hit him up, firearmsdepot.com. Um, he don't pay me. He's cheap, uh, but but I love him. He's like a brother to me, and so I support everything <laughs> he does. So, but anyway, yeah. Back to to, to what we were we were saying. It's funny that the the court of public opinion roasts them, and and they suddenly, oh, that's not what we meant to say, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it, then too, the one up in New York, Brad, you know, up there, that judge is handling that one. Um, basically said she doesn't give a crap about Trump's First Amendment rights. Um, that she's going to muzzle him during his trial, and they're trying to set him up essentially for a um, a contempt of court charge, where he'll go out and say something, and the judge will come back later and say, "Well, you shouldn't have said that because I told you not to talk about these things," you know. Uh, and they're going to hit him with a contempt of court. It just any way they can to get him again, again. That's, that, that's that's election interference. Anything, yes, it is. anything it is. he tries to do during the election, they're going to try to shut him down. So, no, I did a I video. Think it's just I told everyone you have to realize that as much as the Constitution says you have the freedom of speech, you don't anymore, and you have to stop operating as if you do. It, yes. It's time to realize you have to play on the field you're on, not the one you wish. The Constitution is a fantastic piece of paper, well written, and I think God inspired. But it's only as good as we are willing to hold them to it, and that's where we've yep. gone wrong. No. Well, and, and Joe, that's that's where we have to get back to passive resistance and even active resistance. We need to get up and start getting, you know, get on the sidewalks. We should, we should all be on the sidewalks of the Fulton County Courthouse and saying, hey, no, this isn't going to fly, you know, because like Thomas Jefferson said, it takes it. And, and I hate it when everybody, especially look at, the, at all the things that Hillary said after the 2016 election. Same thing, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, same this wasn't stuff. fair. This isn't democracy, and and you can you can you can win the you can win the, the nominee, and you can go to the election until somebody steals it. That's not democracy. Well, it's not a democracy. It's called a republic, and like Thomas Jefferson said, it takes an educated it takes an educated populace to hold a republic, and we need to educate ourselves, and we need to do passive and active resistance, including getting on sidewalks and letting the people know that this isn't going to fly with over half of the United States people in the United States. I mean, this, this is crazy. Yeah. And, uh, can, can I get two quick points on what you just said? Two quick points. That's One awesome. is Thomas Jefferson also said, we need a little revolution every 20 years or so to remind yes. the politicians who their masters are. So that's one. Uh, number two is I'm going to go with somebody else's quote, and it's James. In James 4.17, it says this. If a man knows the good he ought to do, and does not do it, it will count as sin for him. Brothers, we know the good we ought to be doing, and we're not doing it. So, mm -hmm. Everybody's yeah. afraid to be the first guy. That's the problem. Yeah, Nobody wants to be true. the first guy. Everybody's afraid to be the first guy, yeah. yeah. We may have had the first guy the other day, the, the one, the, the poor old 75-year-old fellow they sh the FBI uh, took if out. If y'all thought he was actually going to shoot the FBI, then I can't help you. Right. Oh, no, I know he wasn't going to shoot him. And if the FBI actually thought he was going to do anything to, to Biden, it's absurd. You know, going back to, again, what happened after Hillary lost the election? How many times did she say illegitimate president? How many how many mm -hmm. uh, Hollywood figures stood up on stage holding holding the, the fake severed head of Trump or Madonna yeah. saying she's been thinking about killing Trump or or yeah, he's Depp not my president. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not I'm my president. They did a play of stabbing Trump. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They made a movie yeah. out of killing. They made a movie out of killing Trump. Yeah, I think the whole yeah. point though yeah. is, that, you know, the past few years these things have been used as to set an example. Here's what happens to you if if you do resist, if you do protest. You know, I mean, uh, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you are on on this this gig. Um, they have been they they are using Trump to set an example of look, we can even we can even mess with this guy. You know. So all you guys, you little guys out there, just think about what's going to happen to you if, if you push back. And that's the point I was making about talking about this right now is how it affects us. And what it does is it, it makes everybody chill their own speech. We're, we're all self-censoring, which is what they mm -hmm. want, you know, just by the, the, the specter of, of what could what they could do to you. Um, well, and they're laughing and you're their exactly, off about it because it's working. You're exactly you know, that's right. What I the mean, lack that's of the reason they're going after Trump. Trump. Yeah. 
Yeah, the reason they're going after Trump is he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. Yeah. He can afford these lawyers and everything. I mean, how many of us can afford one lawyer, one court case at a time? You know, yeah, I'm I'm in a I'm in a an estate battle with my stepsister, and I'm going pro se because the 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 estate isn't worth the lawyer the lawyer fees. I mean, that's that's what they're that's why they're going after Trump because yeah, the most most people can't afford justice in this country right now. We can't afford the five hundred dollars an hour it takes to have justice in this country. That's 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 what bottom line. No. We can't. And that's what they know. They know that they can bring the entire power of the state down on people and you simply don't possess the ability to resist because they've got unlimited resources and the average person simply doesn't. You know, it's like the, the one dude, there was a guy that stole the lectern out of Nancy Pelosi's office. Um, he goes by the lectern guy on, on Twitter now and he lives yeah. over in Tampa. Um, and, and when you hear him tell his story, it's laughable like that, that he was convicted of that. Um and he didn't do anything violent. No, I mean, 99% of the people there, 99.9% of the people there didn't do anything violent. Uh, and the only well, person most, that lost their the, life was one of them. Most of the most of the charges were trespassing on government property. Mm -hmm. And like Joe said, you know, we are we are the arbiters of the government. I mean, we're the masters. How is yeah. that trespassing on government property when we own the government? We the yeah. people it means something. It's literally called the people. That capital is right? our house, not theirs. <laughs> They're there as temporary entity. Yeah, and you know, Emory, you mentioned like a lack of people in classes. This is why the fear of the FBI. Nobody wants to come because they're afraid that everyone's a Fed. That's why I've been going around yeah. everybody's classes and, and and putting out articles saying, "Listen, don't let them win. Go to the training. Meet like-minded people. Do the things." Because if we don't, we are letting them get away with it, and we're emboldening them to do it even more. It's a very See good point. See you in September, Emory. Well, one of the, one of the things that I like to say is that that politicians in this country, at all levels, local, state, federal, whatever, they have zero fear of the American people, and I don't mean fear of their lives, and and maybe they should have some of that too, but they don't even fear their jobs, especially at this point. The last election proved that they'll get the outcome they want. Um, so they have zero fear, and. And if you guys remember when, when Obama came came into office, I, I like to make this point a lot. If you remember, Axelrod was was on camera recorded saying that we will be ready to rule on day one. Not we'll be ready to govern, not nothing like that. We will be ready to rule on day one. And that's exactly how these people see it. They're, they're not our representatives. Um, right. They're our betters, and they know better than we do, and we can't take care of ourselves. Overseers. So they need to do it. Yeah, overseers, yeah. That's it. And that's that's what they look. The, and the whole time we've got Hunter parading around, dropping bags of coke and everything else. So, I mean, it's, you know, they take it to the extremes both ways and smear it in everybody's in, in everybody's faces. Damn it, T! How many times do I have to tell you it wasn't his? It was planted. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what his pants? That's that's my friend's pants. It was all <laughs> these pants. pants. The hooker yet over my his friend's pants that fell out of there. That bag of coke. Yeah. Yeah, these ain't my pants. These is the hooker I was just doing. They're her pants. Listen, her pants. All I got to say is make bayonetting great again. So. Make bayonetting great again. Draw <laughs> your own conclusions there. So I tell you oh, what, on that topic, I went out on one mission with a bayonet mounted on my rifle. Why, you ask? Thanks for asking. Because I had one. <laughs> there you was, go. Did you, did you get to use it? Uh, I got to take it off and turn to my major and go, okay, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but it mounted on my M4 and I just, I had to do it. I had to do it. And I walked around and, and here's the embarrassing part, right? Uh, it, it was a demo mission. So that means that half the time when you're working, your it's rifle slung behind <laughs> your back, right? Yeah, with a and blade on it. Knee and, you know, playing with debt cord and all kinds of other stuff. And, uh, and, and, and you're, damn knife is scraping across the floor right so i take it off and i'm like all right well i'm playing with deck cord and all that anyway i gotta cut some stuff it was such a piece of shit it didn't even cut deck cord it was <laughs> twice embarrassing <laughs> i did i did the same thing emory i put it i put a bayonet on an m4 put it on my m4 stuck the stock under my arm held the tip of the bayonet and looked at my team and said this is why special forces carry pistols bayonets don't work 
Well, listen, though. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take the Marine route here and say, listen, in Fallujah, everyone went around with bayonets fixed because when it when you come around a corner and a dude tries to grab your rifle, it's better that his fingers hit the ground than your rifle. So, yeah, fair enough. Fair I, enough. Marine Corps I, I, I hear that, but Marines also don't carry pistols. You know? Yeah, and, and Emory, uh, Marine Corps bayonets aren't like Israeli ones. The Marine Corps bayonets are sharp. <laughs> we don't, we don't. This was an American, uh, it was an American, it was stamped U.S. Navy. Well, it may have had been at one time. Oh, but then it was rubber. If it was stamped, yeah, it was rubber. rubber. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait U.S. That. Navy. Let me let, let, me, let me let you know what it was used for. It had the scabbard on it. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I'll tell you <laughs> one time, which is not much. <laughs> it had the scabbard on. Yeah, Marine or Navy bayonets uh, um, used for untying knots. It's about the only thing I could think you'd use a, uh, a Navy bayonet for. All right, guys, we're going to run one more quick little promo for the after show. Remember, after this, we do On the Rocks, where we can get a little looser in what we talk about. Uh, and so we'll be doing that next. And I'll run a quick promo for that. And we'll be back in just a sec. Hey, folks, this is T. And this is Mountain Readiness. It doesn't matter what the event is that, that makes this thing go pop. It's, uh, it's going to be water, shelter, fire, food, security. That's it. That's what you need in a nutshell. There we go. A little Mount Ready, this promo. You should come down, Joe. You should come down for that, dude. You're the second person who told me that today. <laughs> so, I'm trying to get Matt's ass to commit to being there, and I ain't been able to get him to actually well, commit. If you tell him I'm going, he might go, because, you know, he likes to harass me, and I make him look good. So uh, yeah, That's <laughs> what it takes to get you but, there. But if Matt comes, he has to wear the the the, the Ramzan Kadriov hat because he looks just like Ramzan Kadriov. So, he does. Uh, he does look just like him, and I never made that connection until you just said it. And oh yeah, I'm gonna give him hell over that one now. Holy oh yeah, shit. Oh, yeah. The oh, cadre yeah. of the Appalachian. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. NC Scout, uh, you know, commandant of the TikTok army. Because <laughs> <laughs> those guys love making videos that they're out doing things in combat, but they're usually so far removed from combat it's laughable. Um, yeah. I was watching I one like video they were making. I was watching he one they were making. He's praying in a gas station, right? He's praying in a yeah. gas station. I'm like, what is that? I Man. saw one where they uh, they they're doing a uh, a video of them in combat. There's nobody around, and you can see from some of the other camera angles that showed up. But they actually took one of their own guys out with backblast from an RPG. He walked behind an RPG gunner and got uh, got smoked. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh, anyway, so. I know Joe, somebody what, that might. Joe, tell us, like tell us why you use the uh, Christian Crusader symbol as your as your, well, your book and um, your T-shirt. I'm glad you asked that. Um, so it's the Jerusalem cross, and I chose it because when the Christians ruled Jerusalem, uh, it was the first time ever that there was religious freedom allowed. Right? They allowed people of every faith to practice their faith without attacks, without special rules, and without having to be slaves. So I felt that that. Uh, that's an ideal that we have enshrined in our constitution. And I really felt that logo would really touch um, what I was trying to do with tactical wisdom. Uh, and what I've been doing with it is trying to take stories from the Bible. A lot of people think it's an old book of rules, but if you actually go in and read the old Testament and, and read some of the apocrypha, you'll find that there's some Lord of the Rings class adventure stories in there of men standing up against all odds when they needed to, to take back their rights, defend their people, and restore morality. And I kind of felt that spoke to the moment we were in. And this logo of being that shield that allows the freedom behind it was really, um, really something I wanted to convey. And that's why it's it's featured on the front of every single book. Uh, it's on my website. I, I sell these shirts. And I, I just want people to understand that, that freedom has to be defended with a shield. And uh, that means an active role, and it means doing whatever it takes. So I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah, That's and I did it to rub it, rub it into one of the one of the panelists there above you there. So, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you know, I we, wasn't we gonna go there, but question. but listen, I also teach Krav Maga, so we're cool. We're all right. Oh, do you yeah. now? Okay. 
Nice. Yeah, what's the other what's the other uh, discipline you teach, Joe? Uh, Tung Sudo. It's a uh, Korean martial art that is everything Taekwondo wishes it could be, but isn't. Uh, actually, uh, Taekwondo and Tung Sudo started from the same place, so and fighting. Taekwondo went all sports, and Tung Sudo remained its its combat aspects. So nice, nice. Yeah. So and does that mean still high high kicking and all that? I'm we still do high kicking that. and strong blocks, but not as many high kicks, right? So if you look at, ta at Taekwondo, it's 90% feet and 10% hands. Tung Sudo retains the 50-50 hands and feet. So. Hmm. Cool. Every time I got into the ring with the Taekwondo guy, it was, you already knew. First one is kick. The kick right out of the gate. Kick. Get inside. <laughs> if you get inside kicking range, they're useless. They can't do anything. So stay yeah, close. Kick every time. It's like watching a burlesque show. All the all the ladies line up, feet kicking back and forth all night long. Yeah, actually, it's all kicking line dancing at a Taekwondo tournament. So, or, uh, kicking line dancing, not my thing. <laughs> Those principles, by the way, Joe, you bring up a point that's that's interesting to make as generalizations, right? As as broad of a comment of a statement as you can make in terms of hand to hand combat. Um, sometimes being able to have broad comments, like broad statements like that helps, right? In the sense of, you know, if you're at Largo Mano, right? The distance of hand where you, each person reaches their arm out and your hands essentially cross, um, that's your kicking distance, right? So you have, you have distances for everything. It's the exact same thing in gunfighting, knife fighting, everything else. Right. And yeah. uh, and it's interesting that you, you say that, of course, you're, you're also Krav Maga guy, right? What, if somebody uses a distance weapon on you, what's your best tool? Right, get inside of that distance. Get inside that range, yeah. And yeah, vice you, versa, of course. Yeah, you've either got to be inside the arc of the weapon or outside the arc of the weapon, and you or can't outside the arc of the weapon. Yeah, yeah. and then you have to use a weapon for the appropriate distance that you have now closed or opened. Right, but that's what I'm saying. You yeah. either from outside yeah. the arc of the weapon, you can't inflict damage. So you got to grab you by the belt buckle and get face to face inside the arc of the weapon if you want to. Do some damage so well, and that and works that again like you just back. said well if it's a gun a blade a hand or a bat inside or outside the arc that's where you live so well like you said chris the belt buckle that's what uh that's what uh Giep used to tell tell his uh north vietnamese fighters he's like when yep they have air when they have air cover, grab the belt you hug the belt yeah. you get right up next to the americans so they can't call in they can't call in airstrikes so yeah yep. it, it goes like Emery said, the full spectrum from hand to hand all the way up into actual tactics on the on the battlefield. I'll tell you, the Marine Corps teaches us that um, martial arts begins at 500 meters with a rifle, right? And just gets better from there. So, and just gets better from there. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, like, and that's like, why you take Marines with you anywhere you go. Right on. Right on. That's right. Come on, buddy. I brought I brought a lunchbox. We're gonna have fun. <laughs> Are there crayons in it? <laughs> well, <that's laughs> you'll like the reference in the next book, Joe. There's two in there you'll get a kick out of. One of them being along those lines, and one of them being something else we talked about before. I think it's pretty funny myself. Um, the way I do that, you'll you'll dig it though. It's a it's a we're gonna we're making uh, we're we're adding sad ham to literary history. Let's just say that. So. I think I remember us having this conversation over a whiskey. I think I do recall this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sad <laughs> ham is a thing that's going to be enshrined in, in literature from now on. So I, I hate calling what I do literature, but that's what fucking books are. So you know, deal with it. But uh, uh, listen, I tell my I tell my little girl collapse. You better comply with FCC regulations. That, that's dude. <laughs> Wait till you read it, man. <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> when do you read it? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, so that's why I tell know. my little brothers I, I I tried to join the Marine Corps, but my ASVAB scores were too high, so they wouldn't let me go. So, yeah. You know. Well, I told everyone I couldn't join the army because both of my parents were married and to each other. So, <laughs> <laughs> to each other. I, I will say this, you know, you see behind me, Joe, I got the, the whole SF symbol and the tactical yeah. rifleman, but. uh the true, uh, if you if you really look, if you read the the book, it's actually during Thomas Jefferson's time. But uh, if uh, if you if you look at uh, what the Marines did in Libya, there just a few Marines and and hired a thousand Arabs and went all marched all the way from what is now 
Egypt over to Libya. It's just a, it's an incredible story on the it's a, it's a, about the yeah. about the ship uh, Philadelphia that got captured by by uh, Muslim pirates over there. So uh, great story. But uh, they they did the first true SF mission in in military history. If you really want, to yeah, get that. They did know. train their local militia and storm the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the, got Joe, the crew back. We got to make sense. Of course, they burned the ship, but that's you know that's Marines. That's Marines. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Little overkill. Yeah. Oh, well. The next morning, no more hot plates. I guarantee you there was some bayonetting that went on, though. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, we have to make the sad ham t-shirts a reality. That, that's got to happen for sure. Yeah, you know what? My wife already made me a rainbow Ramadan one, which was awesome. Rainbow um, Ramadan. Took, took all the rainbow colors and it said Rainbow Ramadan. And I wore it all of Rainbow Ramadan. So next year we may sell that during Rainbow Ramadan. Uh, that is no, hilarious. Don't call it Pride Month ever again. Call it Rainbow Ramadan because that's what I it really it. is. Right? And uh, that so is we're awesome. That hair shirt, I think. Yeah. I'm writing that down. Rainbow Ramadan. Rainbow Ramadan. <laughs> T, T, we need stacks of those t shirts at, at the fallout. <laughs> Let's see what I can do. Yeah, that might be a thing, Joe. We might need to. You might need to bring a bunch of those down to fall. You know what? If if if, if, if I can convince Mrs. JD that I'm allowed to go to this thing because she's really in charge here, uh, I will bring a, a round of Rainbow Ramadan T-shirts. Yeah, please do. Please do. We need that. Great idea. I, I need that Great in my idea. life. I'll buy. I'll buy five of them. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Sold. You get yeah. pre-orders. You have to come now. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. And Corey, mm -hmm. you have to sit over there quietly because nobody called for Cass, and so we don't really need you guys. So the chair force, there is not chair. a job in the air force you can't do from a chair. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna go the other route and say, hey, look, quit ragging on the Air Force guys. You guys are a bunch of assholes. The Air Force is an excellent alternative for military service. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I said. I was standing in line at Tractor Supply the other day, and this guy's like Hey, you look like a veteran. I said, I am. He goes, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm an Air Force veteran. And I looked at him and I said, oh, I was in the military. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, <laughs> and there's like three guys behind him just laughing. They knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, I was in the military. On so. Twitter, you can always guess who was in either the Navy or the Air Force because they'll say, when I was in the military, they didn't say when they were yeah. in the Army, when they were in the Marine yeah. Corps. When I was in the yeah. military, uh, Navy or Air Force every single time. Yeah, I had a guy argue with me one time about something over weapons online, and, and, and he told me that he said, look, I know what I'm talking about. I taught sailors how to shoot. And and I just laughed so hard. And I'm like, that's that's like mm. teaching Girl Scouts to shoot, dude. Like, they don't shoot. You know, they don't have rifles. You know, they have Marines on their boats because they know they can't trust sailors with rifles. Yeah, and that's for all you naval guys out there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was and out with Kyle Russia, Russia, once. We went. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, no, we're I was gonna say I, I was hanging out with Kyle Gahagan. We were we were in a hardware store and someone come up to him and asked him if he served and and then they asked him, they said, What grant was it? Army Reserve. They asked him, Were you a reservist? And, and that just killed Kyle. You know, I mean the guy he's he's like 280 pounds of solid muscle. Yeah. And uh were you a reserve guy? And he's like, uh no, no, I actually was not. And if, Made him so mad he just stormed off. You know, Delta Tier <laughs> One guy getting smacked in the face like that. <laughs> Were you a reservist? Oh my god! Were you a reservist? Is what what the guy asked him. <laughs> that is too funny. Uh, let me see. Yeah, here. I I will admit with Russ. So Russ is over here writing on the side. You know, wait till you need close air support. And I will say this. That, yeah, I'll uh, tell you. Tech, I was just going to tell the chat. Days in uh, Afghanistan, airport, they, guys. All you Air Force guys in the chat, Russ is given as good as he's getting uh, in the private chat between us. So yeah. Russ yeah. is striking yeah. back to the Air Force over here. Yeah. And we'll give we'll give Russ credit. He did he did one of the only jobs in the Air Force you could do. You need to do out, out of a chair most of the time. They still ride in the car a lot. But he was he was security police in the Air Force, so he was a cop in the Air Force. Oh, you know what? When I was no, no, I, no, I, no, I was a military no, policeman, no, and uh, we trained at the Air on. Force Military Police School. So Russ. Good job being in the Air Force. I have one thing to tell you. One thing. You ready? Blue jeans. Blue jeans. You don't keep blue jeans in your go bag, buddy. You're in the Air Force. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, if only you got some rust. To explain, but I, I, I had, I had to throw that at you, Russ. Uh, so I, I remember. Oh, I re- yep. <laughs> Russ is giving you the double-handed salute. <laughs> Blaine Pardo in the house. What up, brother? Blaine Pardo. On Blaine. There's another great author. If you guys are looking for books, look him up. He writes some great stuff. I will tell you what. His Blue Dawn series is literally yeah. where we're headed. Yeah, and it's scary the way that the way he handles things in that book with uh, the social enforcement and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah. it's not uh, it's not a stretch to to you know go back to what we were talking about earlier, two tier justice system, all this sort of shit. I I could perfectly well see a envision a world where the left takes over and they have thing like social enforcement, you know, that are I know. quasi you know, law enforcement, you know. Yeah, I'm not allowed to say it on on YouTube. But if y'all want to know my favorite page of the Blue Dawn series, it's page six of book one, and we'll leave it at that. Page six of book one. <laughs> someone has a stroke. Something happens to someone else. We all know who they are. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've read it. I tell you what, uh, I'm I'm totally I'm all about social enforcement. As long as one thing happens, you have to choose to be in that system. You can inhabit the same place. But you have to choose yeah. to place. If you want to if you want to live under those rules, cool, live under them. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm I'm not cool with that. So I'll give you an example of where that kind of works. Malaysia. How's that for an example, right? Malaysia. You have your Muslim, you know, police for the Muslims, and everybody else can go to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same yeah when, I, when I was in the French Foreign Legion, that's one of the funniest things that I uh, it was my job because I was I was usually the biggest guy running around Marseille or or uh, there in uh, in uh, uh, Calvi Corsica, and uh, we'd go to the bar and we'd we'd stack up our little white hat, you know, the, the Kepi Blanc. We'd stack them up in a pyramid, and it was my job to go to the door and say to to Arab door. I mean, all the Arabs out because Arabs weren't supposed to drink, you know. And if they argued with you, then you just we just started throwing them out of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. You were your own morality police for them. You were just helping them comply with yeah, their God's you got to comply with your own religion. You're not supposed to drink. Get out of the bar. That's funny. Nice. We're helping you out to be good Muslims. No uh, comments. <laughs> no comment. That's what we did along the road in Nasiriya, too. But um, anyway, yeah, 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 and maybe maybe in Rumble we'll, we we can talk about uh, just that one line that that, that uh, for Emory. I'm not gonna do it here, of course, Emory, but that one line for you that was cracks me up. And every now and then I gotta tell that one because it makes me laugh so damn hard. And, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll broach it on Rumble. We won't we won't do it here. If Emory wants to play, that I regretted immediately saying on the internet. Uh, oh no, I don't think you regretted this at all. No, you're pretty proud of it when you said it, and I still think you are. So, but I'll tell it if you'll let me. I'll even text you first because it's great. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I think about it, I laugh my ass off. <laughs> you know, you know, Emory being Israeli, he's a big fan of Arabs. Big fan of Arabs. So, I imagine. So yeah. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. come hang out with me in Dearborn one night. We'll have a good time. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other breed. Yeah. 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 I, oh, know, my brother. I was September 11th, I was an angry man in that town. So I will tell you that. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't understand how stuff like this happens. Uh, it's starting to happen here, Europe. You know, there's places where, uh, you know, they'll, they're, they're getting a drink of their own medicine here in a, in a second. And, um, there's a, you know, I try politically speaking, I try to kind of, uh, you know, I kind of run the middle for the most part as I can. Uh, what's been going on here the last couple of years has not enabled anybody to be on, uh, you know, kind of in the middle, right? The majority yeah. of, of people here in the States, I'm, I, I believe, are, you know, relatively balanced in the middle people. And that's the people nobody hears, right? But mm-hmm. uh everybody's been driven to one side or the other now and being too far to either side is not healthy. Right. Nope. And, and I think Europe's about to get a, uh, is getting a very rude awakening Western Europe to the consequences 
of having gone too far with the uh, I love you stuff. Too far. Yeah, they're paying. They're they're starting to pay that price big time. Sweden is is having a huge problem with them right now. Like Sweden, epically Denmark, huge France, yep. uh, England. I mean, all of these countries now have no go zones where yeah, Holland, Belgium, you, have, you can't go to. You know, unless you're a Muslim, there's 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 uh, subdivisions in London where they they practice Sharia law. That's it. Bobbies can't even you know the, the Bobbies can't even get into that part of the town. Yeah, and they're it's just allowed it to happen. Mo- Don't happening. get me wrong. Right, I believe just like all of you, just like I'm sure every person watching this in the Constitution, freedom of speech, freedom of of belief. Right, that's what that is. And whatever you want to believe, brother, I got your back. As long as you're not pushing it down anybody else's throat, right? Yeah, that's it. Hey, let's well, take a so quick yeah, do, our, do our giveaway real yeah. quick, guys, because we're winding up on this thing. Yeah, here. Chris, give um, that give that book away. Let's let's do that. Let's. Uh, all right, Russ, can you run that? Because I don't even know where the hell to find that little tool at. Um, thank God, I got people to help me out. Well, we started to. There we go. Why not? Third time's a charm. There it goes. Well, yeah. we're not. I don't know what the hell's going on. Who's clicking shit? <laughs> Somebody got a stuck mouse? Oh, I'm in shit. All right. Emma, Emma and Kelly won. Awesome. All right. Well, I will get you in contact with him, Joe, and we'll get the book out to him. Cool. Matt and Kelly, good uh, good, good uh, members of our community. They're, they, they're everywhere we go. They show up all the time, and, uh, and they're running a homestead in uh, Western North Carolina. Ham radio operators, they're doing all the things. So um, I just want to remind everybody, next week is Walt Browning will be on. Uh, we'll have Walt on from the Charlie's Requiem series. And coming up, we don't have a date yet, but I'm going to put this out there for you guys now. We will have um, Duke Fontaine on the show. The narrator of my audiobooks will be coming on the show. You're not going to be able to see him, but you're going to be able to hear him. Uh, which would be cool. And we'll do a little thing, too. I'll put a post up on Facebook leading up to that so you guys can ask questions that I'll then ask him on the show on your behalf. So, Joe, where can they folks find you at? What do you got coming up? What do you want to point them at? Um, the whole thing. All right. Shameless uh, plug. You can find me at uh, tactical-wisdom.com. You can find me on Twitter at the top of whatever dumpster fire is going on. Uh, but Usually. it's at, yeah. at Dolioj, D-O-L-I-O-J. Um, you can also find me on locals. I have a tactical wisdom locals community. I'm here on YouTube as, as tactical wisdom. Um, this Sunday, if for, for folks who are local to Michigan, I will be kind of running things at the, uh, Michigan preparedness picnic uh, in Fenton, an all day event. Uh, I'm going to be teaching a class there on communications and I'm going to be on a panel about the second amendment and about building a mutual assistance group. So, uh, come on out, and uh, I'll be at. Uh, if you're going to one of Matt's classes in the next two months, you're probably going to see me at it. So um, we do a lot of uh, cross training because we're just trying to get a lot more people through and get a lot more people aware and ready for bad times ahead. Absolutely awesome, man! Well, I appreciate you being here tonight. T, you got anything you want to oh, close you know out? What? Scott wants me to say. I'm sorry, Scott wants me to say. You can find us on the Council on Future Conflict every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. At 9 a.m. right here on YouTube. There we go. I'm going to try to be on Fridays this week. I'm finally finished yeah, the final on. read of my book, the final pass, and I'm done now. And when I get close to the end of one, I get a little neurotic, and I can't do shit other than work on it. So, But it's done. It's actually off to the editors now. So, so T, you got anything you want to close with, man? Just, you know, with what we've been talking about, you know, the, those higher powers that be are, are trying to censor us. They, they want us to be their servants. Um, we can't be scared. Uh, and, and some people are going to be made an example and Trump, Trump is, uh, being made an example now. And, and, you know, if it can happen to him, it can happen to us. But at the end of the day, it's strength in numbers. Absolutely. And there's the Patreon for you guys are asking. Emery, what do you got, bro? I got the same thing as every week. Stay American and bring people together. I, I hate being that guy to say it. Over and over, but that's what we have to do. We have to Absolutely. do it. We have to do it. You yeah. forgot. You forgot chlamydia. <laughs> I never forget chlamydia, Sue. You see her again. You see her again, Emory. <laughs> chlamydia is something you don't forget. Yeah, <laughs> she leaves a mark. Sue, what do you got besides <laughs> chlamydia? Well, I'm, oh, just, I'm just hoping to get back on my feet. 
I, I, I got my, my cousin, the doctor here, he's going to check me over and everything. We're just making sure that, uh, I can get back out there and get going again. Uh, I don't know what kind of tick bot bit me, but, uh, I hope, uh, I hope we figure it out, but, uh, I just uh, want to tell everybody to stay strong out there and, and don't give up. All right, guys. Uh, zombie ticks. What kind of zombie ticks? Yeah. No, those communist ticks got him. Oh, commie ticks. Oh. <laughs> and those zombie ticks got him. Yeah. It could be one of those two. So I got you guys bit by, got Go bit ahead, by a liberal. Got bit by a, a liberal. liberal. Yeah. I got bit by a liberal. <laughs> So now all I want to do is sit around and play Xbox and not do nothing. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, you guys, you can catch us over on, uh, you can go through my Patreon page. You can join for a dollar. You can put in any amount you want. You don't have to check a box. And then you can watch these lives there as well. Uh, we also do lives Tuesday nights on Patreon for those members there. And there's some cool stuff coming up. You guys will be seeing it here pretty quick. Articles and a uh, new story just for Patreon. With that, guys, you guys, you know the drill. Be good or be good at it, and we will catch you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Hanging up over here, Sandy Center 2, a pistol.